You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. And thank you so much for listening. I'm Joe O'Neill. That is Sam Hauser here till 7 tonight. No baseball for a change, but uh, one thing that's every Wednesday at 5 o'clock is our conversation with University of New Mexico head football coach Danny Gonzalez. And uh, good talking to you, uh, coach, after you know such an important win the other night at University Stadium. Let's let's get into that Hawaii game. Uh, final score, 42 to 21, but let's face it, you know, for 99% of the game, you'd only allowed 14 points for uh, Hawaii, a team that had been hanging, you know, a lot of points on a lot of teams uh, this season. Uh, let's let's hone in on the defense and the different wrinkles you might have provided and it gave players maybe opportunities to really excel on Saturday. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, the, most importantly, I mean, we did a good job up front of getting pressure on the quarterback. But I thought our guys played really well in the secondary. I mean, obviously, we talked about all year long about giving up big plays, and those guys were young, and that they would eventually get better and get better, and I think they have gotten better. I mean, we haven't given up big plays in the passing game the last couple of weeks, knock on wood. We don't do it this week. Uh, but I thought for for 56 minutes of that game, I mean, when it was 42-14 with about six minutes to go, Hawaii had 270 total yards of offense and 14 points. And I thought that was the – I mean, we put some young guys in after that to get some experience. And they moved the ball a little bit. But I thought our guys did a really good job staying focused and we played good complimentary football. Yeah, and you know, people hone in on, you know, the you know, what happens in you know against the pass. Um I, I thought your defense uh, played extraordinarily narrowly well uh, against the run too, uh, and and that makes such a difference because uh, you know when you're forcing teams to become one dimensional, uh, that is another opportunity for blitzing and pressure on the quarterback. When you've got that defensive line, as you noted, sealed up there and not allowing teams to rip off long runs. Well, when you can when you can take away the run with a four man front, you can do a lot of things. When you can get pressure on the quarterback with a four man front, which we were able to do on Saturday, uh, it gives you so many more opportunities. I mean, we played a lot more zone coverage than we had been playing against Hawaii uh, because we were getting such good pressure. And then you take the initial throw away from the the quarterback, and it gives you an opportunity to get to him. We had two sacks. We hit him 16 times, though, and when you can hit the quarterback 16 times, all of a sudden he's overthrowing the ball, he's underthrowing the ball, it's getting out of his head a lot quicker than normal. So our guys did a really good job up front of, of getting pressure on him, and then we made enough plays in the secondary. I mean, we got some takeaways that we talked about last week. The difference between the defense the uh, previous year and, and this year was we weren't taking the ball away. Well, we took it away four times on Saturday, and it made a significant difference in the game. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I talked to Sam. He was at yesterday's uh, weekly press conference. Uh, and I guess, you know, not only, the, like, the, the coaches, uh, but the, the players uh, come back on Sunday, and it's like on to the next game. They celebrated Saturday night, but uh, they're ready to, to feed off of this and, and stack some wins is, I guess, the best way to put it, Coach G. No, I would agree with that. I mean, they came in on Sunday and the locker or the team meeting room was very similar to what it was a week ago when we played San Jose State. And after the San Jose State game, I mean, nobody was saying a word. And, uh, I mean, I was glad they were ready and focused, but 
at the same time, you, you can't listen to everybody that's patting you on the back right now that's telling you how great and how wonderful you are because it doesn't differ. The, the same people were saying the things they were saying about when we were losing games. So you've got to stay focused on the interview. We want all those people to jump on the bandwagon and join us. But if you start believing those things, you're not going to work as hard. You're going to be complacent. And that's the last thing we need. We need this football team to stay as focused as they've been and keep going with the, the same mindset that they had. I thought our preparation for Wyoming, Hawaii, and San Jose State was the same. We just played 60 minutes of football, complimentary football, as opposed to only 30 minutes. Complimentary football. We like hearing that. We're talking to University of New Mexico head football coach Danny Gonzalez here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. So, uh, Coach, you're on to Nevada. You're going up to Reno. Long way to go. 7.30 uh, local time in Reno, 8.30 here. Um, and you're playing a team that just came off their biggest game in about two years they got the win at san diego state uh six nothing so uh you're probably gonna you know see the 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 best that nevada's got now because the enthusiasm they're having this week i'm sure along with what you're getting out of your players coach no i'm sure that they're running around excitement i mean they're they're seeing the mexican schedule it's an opportunity for them to stack another win uh, I'm glad that they beat San Diego State. I mean, when you have all that pressure of they've lost 16 in a row, now it's 17 in a row, and everybody's talking about that, and that stuff starts mounting. And then all of a sudden, the longer like San Diego State a lot, and the longer it was there, they took the opportunity and ran with it. Now that winning streak, that losing streak's over. That pressure's gone. Now you got two teams that played well uh, the previous week that are going to go out there and try and beat each other up and have some fun. And I appreciate Coach Wilson and his guys. They play hard. Uh, so it'll be a, a fun afternoon or a fun evening up in Reno on Saturday because you're going to have two teams competing against each other. They're going to try and beat the tar out of each other. You know, once I saw kickoff was 7.30, I, I, you know, a good friend of mine lives up there. It can get a little chilly, so I did happen to look, and you're well aware of this, and all your equipment people probably have all this, you know, packed up in that van on its way to Reno by now. Uh, but um, I saw, like, kickoff, it's it's going to be about 40 degrees, and as the game progresses, it's going to, like, drop into the low 30s. But that's kind of what you get in this league when you're playing games late October, November, uh, at Nevada, at Boise, at Colorado State, at Wyoming. I mean, it's the weather's kind of snapped, and obviously you're you're you know just approaching it like any other game. But at the same time, it is something to be aware of. No, it's definitely something to be aware of. I mean, typically this time of year in, in Albuquerque, we've already had some some cool weather, and our kids can get used to it. We we spring ball in February and stuff. We train. And it's 15 to 20 degrees outside in the morning, but we've had the warmest. October in the history in the state of New Mexico with an average temperature of 81 degrees. So we're going to go in there. It's going to be the first time it's been around 30 degrees for us, which is fine. We'll have all those heated benches. We have a ton of heaters on the sideline. So the sideline won't be a problem. I mean, that thing will be like a nice little sauna. Uh, the guys in between the field when they're playing, it won't matter. So both teams have to play in it. Uh, we've got a bunch of mentally tough kids that are looking forward to it. 30 degrees, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. We're just going to show up, and we're going to go play some good football. So so if somebody misses a tackle and comes out and says, gosh, coach, it's really, really cold up here, I didn't realize it, uh, that's not going to cut it, in other words, right? <laughs> 
No, if they, if they say that, they're going to be sent to the locker room, and I'll, I'll actually buy a Greyhound bus ticket and then come home that way. I, uh, yeah, no, I got you. I got you. I'm just kidding with you there. We're talking to Coach Danny Gonzalez, uh, New Mexico, coming off a 42-21 uh, to 21 win over Hawaii. They're headed to Nevada on Saturday night. 8.30 is the kickoff locally. Um, tell us a little a bit about the Wolfpack. I, I see a, a quarterback that's kind of a dual threat uh, that maybe hasn't lived up to his expectations uh, when he, you know, was a high school star in Texas. Uh, talk about, you know, some of the observations about this Wolfpack team. Well, Brendan Lewis is their quarterback, number two. He's definitely a dual threat. He's their leading rusher and their leading passer. Um, he's dangerous in the pocket. I mean, he, he keeps the play alive with his feet. So as we compress the pocket to get to the quarterback, you can't leave wide running lanes because he'll gut you right down the middle. And early on in the season, we did have some quarterbacks, uh, Max Johnson from uh, Texas A&M. I mean, uh, Max Wiggerman, those guys, they got vertical on us. So we're going to have to – we've addressed that issue all year long. Uh, the zone read, they do a really good job. They're running back Sean Dollars, who got a little banged up at the end of the San Diego State game. Um, he can take it vertical. He can get sideways to the perimeter. So there's a challenge there. And then they've got two receivers between Davion Campbell and Jamal Bell, who they think they, I mean, they use those guys kind of like the Wise did. They've got a jitterbug that they'll throw in the slot and give you slot fades and all those routes, and then they'll just throw it straight over the top. And we watched them run by USC early in the season. We watched them run by Kansas early in the season. So they've got some talent. Uh, they make big plays. And if Brendan Lewis is on, uh, I mean, he, he's pretty tough to stop. And then defensively, they're very similar. Uh, their front can be similar to us. They do a lot of twists, a lot of games. They've got a line, uh, linebacker by the name of Tongiaki Ono who can run around. I mean, he's everywhere on the field. I talked about Peter Mauma from uh, Hawaii last week. They don't put uh, Tongiaki right in the middle of the field. He's kind of in the middle of the formation. He's their will linebacker. He runs inside out and then have a safety, Emory Johnson, number five, who makes a ton of plays in the passing game. He's downhill on the run threat. So they've got him playing hard. They play aggressive football, and it'll be a, a great challenge. Coach, I got to ask about fighting ever, yielding never. You were wearing those words in the postgame presser. Just was, was there a story behind that on that shirt? Well, I mean, uh, that's the, the end of our fight song. It's fighting ever, yielding never, hail, hail, hail. Uh, Victoria Lujan, who's in the athletic department, and my wife, or sorry, in the Alumni Association, uh, they, made those te- they made those shirts. And I thought it was one of the coolest things because it's true. It's, I mean, it's our, our, our yelling cry, fighting ever, yielding never. And so Victoria got that shirt for my wife. Uh, my wife gave it to me on game day, and, and that's what you'll see from here on out because, I mean, I believe in it. We will never give up. I mean, we're always fighting, and, and it's a part of our fight song, so it's pretty cool stuff. It was a much cleaner game on the offensive line. I know the penalty is still a little bit higher than you would have liked against Hawaii, but it starts with being able to get those chunk plays downfield. A lot of guys getting involved with the running backs and the receivers, but just looking at the running backs here for a second, Coach, obviously it all starts with Ja'Cory Krosky Merritt, but was their intent behind maybe trying to mix things up where we saw Zach Feehill start and get a couple of carries? We saw Andrew Henry get involved in the run game. Was there some intent in trying to mix that up and get more guys involved? Well, it's a combination of both. I mean, that room, the running back room, we've got six guys that we believe in that, that can play at a high level, and Dorian Lewis is now out of that mix, so we're down to five. Uh, the, the, the problem that you kind of have sometimes is, is there enough footballs to go around to everybody? Well, we've been banged up here and there. Ja'Cory's been a little banged up. Andrew's been banged up. Sherrod's been banged up. So the two healthiest guys 
are going to get the brunt of the carries. Uh, we got another two or three that we can bring in to be of a spell. Bill ran great early on. We had some perimeter plays for Andrew. Andrew can run it up inside just like Bill. I mean, you saw how talented Andrew is when he's healthy. I don't even think Andrew was fully healthy last week. I think he looks better this week in practice than he did last week. When Ja'Cory's fully healthy, you've seen what he can do. Uh, Zach is, is probably our best pass protector, but you can't just throw a guy in there every time you're going to throw it, so you have to give it to Zach, and he did a nice job with those opportunities. Sherrod White looked a lot better in practice this week, so we're going to keep giving the ball to multiple guys because they create different problems for the defense. It makes them prepare for different plays, different guys, and as long as we can stay healthy, we're going to throw them all at them. We're talking to UNM football coach Danny Gonzalez here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 101.7. The team Saturday, 8.30 on CBS Sports Network. Lobos in Reno to play Nevada. And Coach, we've talked all year with you about Dylan Hopkins and the leader that he's become in the offense and, of course, coming over with offensive coordinator Bryant Vincent. But had another connection, only one, but we've, we've had him spread out a little bit with him and Ryan Davis, another guy that came over from UAB, one that we haven't talked with you about yet. I'm just curious the dynamic that, that he plays in terms of, has he been somebody that's been able to help out with the offense as well, kind of similar with, with Dylan and the relationship there with him and Coach Vincent? He's definitely been able to help out with the install. The, the, the problem early on with RD was he was coming off of surgery to one of his hips, and he battled some of those injuries uh, he's finally probably about the last two and a half weeks finally healthy. And you saw how dynamic between him and Jeremiah Hickson and uh, Luke Weissong, when those guys are all healthy in the slot, the different things, the different problems that they pose people. And so RD, now that he's healthy, him and Dylan have been together for three years. They have a little relationship where RD, I mean, Dylan knows where RD, how he runs his routes, where he's going to be. And now that he's healthy, he gives us a completely new dynamic in that slot position, uh, which you saw it on Saturday. I mean, he had a couple of uh, smash routes to the corner on the play action, on the, the touchdown to R.D. I mean, he does some things, and he's really he's a baseball player. So he's twitchy, he's athletic, he's got great judgment, he can return punts, I and mean, he does all those things. So he gives us another threat there. You know, I, I don't mean to play pop psychologist here, Coach, but I just find this stuff really interesting. You talked in the post game about – about intention, about playing with intention, about showing that, about the guys showing that. I mean, you've told us all year about how close they are, and maybe there's some validation there. But how do you coach that? How do you coach that uh, that intent that that the guys played with? You have to practice that intent. I mean, it's it's the old adage of, I guess it's the new adage: uh, practice until you can't get it wrong. Don't practice until you get it right, because anybody can get it right one time. You got to continue to do it over and over until you can't get it wrong. And if you don't do something with intent, what's the point of doing it? You're never going to be great at it. And most people in this world are okay with being average. As a competitor, you never want to be average. You want to be great. And to be great, it takes more than what's required to be great. So we practice with that intent every day. I think our team has, has stayed that mantra. I mean, they, they show up to work every day. Uh, I thought the beginning of the season that we would continue to get better and better and better. I was, th- I was hoping by Wyoming – uh, we would be a pretty good football team. We showed spurts of being a put- good football team against Wyoming. We played good football in the first half of San Jose State. I still can't explain the second half, and I'm moving on from it. And then I thought we played pretty good as a football team against Hawaii. So we've gotten better, much like our secondary. We've gotten better week after week. Now that we've put it together, all because of their practice habits and, and what they've done, we've got to keep it going. We can't, like I said earlier, we can't listen to all the wonderful things that people are saying about them this week because – you don't want to get complacent. You want to stay your head down, stay the course, and continue to get better. 
day after day. All right, Coach, before we cut you loose, tomorrow night at the Salt Yard West, right? Uh, Lobo Talk and uh, radio show. There'll be all kinds of football on TV. Uh, it's, uh, it's a fun place. You can bring the family, the whole nine yards. Talk about tomorrow night at 7 at Salt Yard West, which, by the way, is uh, right off of uh, 528 in Ellison. It's real close to the Siebel High School. You can't miss it. Salt uh, Yard West tomorrow night at 7. What's going to go down there tomorrow, Coach? It's actually going to go down in about an hour and a half. Uh, since our men basketball team opens up tomorrow against CSU Pueblo in an exhibition, we moved Lobo Talk up tonight to help Robert Portnoy be able to be at both places. Ooh. So we're going to have Lobo Talk tonight at, at 7 o'clock at Salt Yard West, and then the Lobo men basketball game tomorrow night against CSU Pueblo uh, at 7 o'clock. So we're getting ready. I'm on my way uh, home right now so I can grab the family so we can get out there and, and talk about Lobo football and the game against Nevada. So I appreciate you guys talking about that. Get on out there in the next hour. If you're on your way home, stop by Salt Yard West, grab some food, and listen to some talk about the Lobos. There you go. All right. It's been bumped up a day. All right, Coach, thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Good luck up there in Reno against Nevada. Appreciate you, Coach. Oh, I appreciate you guys having me on and all you do. I mean, you got a great World Series getting ready to happen. The Cowboys are, are playing good. They're coming off a of bye week this week. And then we got Nevada on Saturday night. It's a late one here in Albuquerque at 830. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Go Lobos. I appreciate you promoting the radio station. He just gave his, uh, you know, the lineup that we have here uh, more justice than, than we normally give it, Sam. So appreciate Coach uh, Danny Gonzalez here promoting the Cowboys, the World Series. Uh, we do appreciate that. We appreciate him joining us every week as well.